This is ILF Radio, our weekly podcast, where we peek into the soul of Indian heritage with our esteemed guests and listen through the old season vaults. Today, we'll take a dip into the holy waters of Prayagraj. This is the city of Triveni Sangam, the meeting of holy rivers Ganga, Yamuna and Saraswati, and the historic location of Kumbh Mela. As the Mughals moved to Prayagraj and enchanted the city with their splendid architecture, we see constructions like Khusrobagh. We're in today's episode investigating its social, political and architectural background. Skipping forward in time, we'll explore the colonial architecture of multiple churches and universities housed in the city. So let's dive right into it. Hi, I'm your host Rashmi from India Lost and Found and we are here for another episode. We are going to explore the various layers of history of the city of Prayagraj, also known as Anhabad, through structures built during very different time periods. To take us on through this journey today, we have Mr. Nilesh Narayan, the founder of Holy Waters India Journeys, a travel startup based in Prayagraj with a view to enriching human experience through the medium of travel and tourism. Nilesh Narayan is currently serving as Chapter Chairman of Prayagraj Chitrakoot for TWA Uttar Pradesh, a leading travel trade association comprising top hotels, travel agents, travel bloggers having 250 plus members from major cities of Uttar Pradesh. He holds an MBA from the Indian Institute of Travel Management and has been running the startup for over four years. Nilesh believes in providing experiential tours that connect people to history, heritage, culture, and community. And we look forward to having such an experience today. The story of Prayagraj has to begin with the story of the Triveni Sangam, the holy meeting of rivers, Ganga, Yamuna, and Saraswati. The city of Prayagraj is located near this most sacred site. Since ancient times, it has been believed that a bath here would wash off all your sins. It is also the location of the Mahakum Mela, the largest religious congregation in India. The first written evidence of the Great Kum Mela can be traced from the accounts of the Chinese travel and writer Huan Zhang, who visited this holy city in the 7th century during the reign of King Harshvardhana. Moving our attention to the period of the Mughals, when the Mughal Emperor Akbar laid the foundation of a new city in the year 1575, he named it Ilhabas which later came to be known as Allahabad. Today, officially, the city is known as Prayagraj. It continued to be a provisional capital during the Mughal Empire, and later the British also showed great interest in the city, and a treaty was signed between the then Mughal Emperor and the British East India Company. Allahabad, or Prayagraj, as it is known today, also played a very important role in India's freedom movement, beginning with the revolt of 1857. In today's talk, we will explore the various Mughal and colonial influences that still exist in the city, like the Mughal royal family's burial site of Kusrobar and colonial buildings like churches, cathedrals, and the famous Allahabad University. Did you know that Prayagraj is also called the city of churches? Interesting, right? Keep listening to find out more. Hello, Nilesh. Welcome to ILF Radio. Thanks for having me here. Appreciate the introduction. And it's great to be speaking with ILF Radio here. So, uh, so your passion for you know heritage has led you to start a company at such a young age. Tell us more about your journey. See, uh, the idea of starting a company 
at a young age was to exploit the opportunity of tapping the untapped market of Allahabad's uh, tourism business while it continues to be. There was a demand for a quality service provider for tourism mm. purposes and that wasn't being supplied by any other company yet. Mm. And uh, he, here comes Holy Waters to fill gap in the market. The whole objective of starting Holy Waters was to cater to the need of the international tourists that is inbound market and who are not aware of Allahabad's uh, rich heritage and tourist spots. The aim is to promote Prayagraj as a wholesome micro destination, diversifying tourism away from other bustling centers of Uttar Pradesh and thus uh, putting unique cultural nuances and activities of the region in limelight amongst the visitors and introducing them with art, history, culture and cuisines of the uh, destination where um, travelers can find their specific travel interest or and taste and preferences along with a bunch of dedicated tour professionals to guide them in and around Prayagraj. Wow, that's really wonderful and I'm sure so much of thought has gone into it. So, uh, you know, like, like we were talking before and you rightly said that the history of Prayagraj is incomplete without, you know, talking about the Sangam. So let's start from there. Uh, how did a geographical location of the meeting of uh, three rivers come to become a cultural idea of you know, washing away sins? See, in, see, in Hindu tradition, Triveni Sangam is the confluence of three rivers. Okay. Sangam is a Sanskrit word for confluence. And the point of confluence is a sacred place for Hindus. According to Hindu mythology, taking a bath or holy tip in the Sangam is supposed to flush away all your sins and free you from the cycle of rebirth. Triveni Sangam in Prayagraj has two physical rivers, Ganga and Yamuna, and the invisible river Saraswati. Triveni Sangam is a place of religious importance and site for the historic Kumbh Mela that is held every 6, 12 and 144 years. The founding myth of this Kumbhela is attributed to the Puranas, uh, where it recounts how the gods and demons fight over the pot of Kumbh. Mm. Kumbh is a Kumbhin spot uh, of Amrita. Amrit, Amrita or Amrit is the elixir of immortality that was produced by the by their joint churning of the milky ocean so du during the struggle the drops of the elixir fell on kumela's four early sites and these early sites are haridwar nashik ujjain and prayagraj so during the kumela the rivers are believed to turn back into that primordial nectar at the climatic movement of each. So the Kumbh Mela is organized at four different locations and the four uh, locations are Nashik, Haridwar, Ujjain and Prayagraj. So this is the uh, geographical location or the geographical importance of the uh, three rivers we were talking about. Right. You know, so like moving a little forward in time, you know, uh, let's talk about the Mughals. And uh, so the Mughals, you know, uh, tended to build grand monuments as an ode to, you know, the deceased ones. Like we have the Taj Mahal, you know, as an epitome. 
but uh, today let's talk about kusro bag which is in prayagraj uh, you know the moguls like we mostly know the moguls as being connected to delhi and agra but uh, how did they come to prayagraj see if you look prayagraj or uh, elabad from a bird's eye view you'll find that elabad is basically an island surrounded by waters that is two biggest rivers of the country ganga and yamuna hmm. so the moguls came to elabad due to military compulsions you're talking about khushrobagh and khushrobagh is a very later phenomena much after the mighty elabad was built so the elab the fort of elabad was built in the year 1583 and was a response to several uprisings that had been taking place in east region of india during that time so after realizing the strategic importance of the city and that is surrounded by waters akbar decided to build a massive fort on the banks of river yamuna and uh, it, uh, it 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 is where the foundation of the fort was laid in the year 1575 so according to the medieval historian badawni it was the foundation of the fort was laid in 1575 that is on uh, uh, on the uh, pious location of the holy sangam so interestingly uh, that was also the year when the foundation of the city ilhabas was laid by the mughal emperor akbar while revering this city as the city of god shah jahan subsequently changed it to ilhabad now prayagraj where the uh, illustrious fort we were talk- we are talking about is best known for its hindu islamic islamic architectural mix and is believed to be the largest fort ever built by the mughal emperor akbar see the bastion was essentially built in a regular triangle shape for uh, military purpose and ever since its building years since the 16th century so in uh, uh, 1798 the elabad fort was captured by the east india company and since then it's uh, it has been under army control and it is the largest garrison ever built so you were talking about khushrobagh so before khushrobagh the earliest mughal monument that elabad has ever witnessed is elabad fort okay. so this was it was very important to mention to mention uh, elabad fort before we come to khushrobagh so when we uh, talk about khushrobagh khushrobagh was originally built as a pleasure resort for salim jahangir and who came to prayagraj as governor in 1599 and declaring himself as bashcha in 1601 and uh, in 1601 he dissented against his father akbar and after the death of akbar salim ascended the throne and assumed the title of jahangir so a few months later uh, after jahangir's accession the history was repeated again once again when khushro uh, sultan khushro and do not confuse sultan khushro mirza with the great sufi mystic amir khushro and uh, this uh, khushro uh, sultan khushro revolted and was completely defeated, defeated by jahangir so in 1622 what happened uh, is what uh, khushro was captured and blinded and was eventually murdered on the command of his own brother uh, younger brother khurram who was uh, who was later called uh, shah jahan 
So in Khosrowabad, we have the mausoleums of three important Mughal uh, figures. We have the uh, tombs of uh, Sultan Begum or Shah Begum, Jahagir's first uh, wife, and she was a Rajput princess and Raj, uh, Rajkumari of Manbai of Amber. Hmm. And uh, we have the three tombs. Out of the three tombs, Sultan Begum's tomb is the earliest tomb among the three. So next, the second oldest tomb is of Khushro Mirza, uh, who was the eldest son of Jahagir and was brief uh, 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 heir apparent to the Mughal throne. And the third tomb belongs to Nithar Begum. Uh, she, she is also uh, she, she was also called Sultan Unnisa, uh, the real stop Khushro Mirza, and she was the daughter of uh, Sultan Begum. So this is a brief um, um, history about the Khushro Park Mughal Garden. Okay, and uh, you know, like the Mughals, of course, when we see all the buildings that they built, you know, they clearly believed in ornate architecture as a tribute. For they are, you know, uh, like for their loved ones who are no more. Uh, what features of uh, typical Mughal gardens and architecture uh, can be seen in Kusrobag? And like, is there something that's different or surprising? Kusrobag is a beautiful 16th century stone walled garden and a beautiful complex situated in the old city of Khuldabad neighborhood. The design and layout of Kusrobag is an eclectic mix of multiple. Mughal elements in one place, whether it is the Quran inspired Jarbagh garden or the grand Khushro Bagh gateway in the south that was built in the year 1601 and that reminds you of the Bulan Darwaz in Fatehpur Sikri, Sikri and uh, is a spectacular example of the uh, Mughal, uh, Hindu Mughal architecture. The, the design of the mausoleums in Khushro Bagh is attributed to Akareza, Jahagir's chief artist. And uh, the su most surprising feature of Pushurubhag is that uh, we have a fourth tomb dedicated to some uh, Tambolan BV. So okay. where ASI, ASI says that it belongs to Istanbul Begum of Fatehpur Sikri, though, though Tambolan BV is an unknown personality in the books of history. That's really fascinating. And I'm sure many people may not be knowing about that. So now let's fast forward a couple of centuries and uh, you know, talk about the colonial built heritage in Prayagraj. So there are churches, cathedrals and the famous Allahabad University also. And the idea of an All Saints Cathedral is also fascinating. Can you tell us more about it and how Prayagraj came to be uh, you know, actually called the city of churches? See, the colonial heritage of Allahabad Dates back to 1857 when the uprising was squashed by the uh, British rulers, when uh, where Earl Canning or Lord Canning departed from Calcutta for Allahabad and read out Queen Victoria's proclamation about the transferring of control of India from the British East India Company to the British Crown and in Mentopar. So, after Queen's proclamation uh, in 1858, Allahabad became the capital of the you know, northwestern provinces and was the capital of the United Provinces from 1902 to 1920. So after suppressing the Indian rebellion, British rulers came up with a very well-calculated and strategic plan of building Allahabad as a central administrative seat for the British High Command. 
this was the time when country's largest town planning project was being carried out here in Allahabad, that is to say before the establishment of New Delhi, resulting in large-scale infrastructural developments of the city, such as setting up of new townships and neighborhoods, construction of principal roads, uh, establishment of new civic buildings, bulwars, churches, clubs, etc. and etc. Out of all the churches that were built uh, post-1858 development project, the All Saints Cathedral is considered to be the most beautiful amongst the all. Um, the cathedral, also famous as Patthar Girjagar or Church of Stones, is an Anglican cathedral located in civil lands area of Elabas city, uh, where it is believed that the cathedral, cathedral was actually planned to be raised in Australia, but due to a postal lapse, it got assigned to Elabas simply by chance. So, um, this cathedral was built in the year 1891. And the, uh, the idea behind the design of the church was based on the 13th century uh, Canterbury Cathedral in Kent. So Canterbury Cathedral is the Cathedral of Archbishop of Canterbury and the leader of Church of England. So it was in 1871 itself when the Lieutenant Governor of Northwestern Provinces, uh, Sir William Muir, uh, donated the land for construction of the church and the foundation stone for the structure was laid by Elizabeth Huntley Wemyss, the wife of Sir William Moore. And uh, the famous architect from Britain, Sir William Emerson, was chosen to design the structure of this cathedral, uh, while he was the one who had designed the Crawford Market of Bombay, the Muir College of Allahabad University, and later on uh, Victoria Memorial of Calcutta. The most interesting thing about All Saints is it is an it's actually an incomplete church, and as the building never received its intended twin towers on the main entrance, although it was consecrated in 1887, but uh, it took another 40 years for it to be completed. And uh, what are some of the significant architectural features of these buildings? Like you have first shared many of them. But you know, tell us more and how did this style evolve? See, the asked British capital, Allahabad, is home to some of the most beautiful churches of colonial India. There are around 14 colonial era churches and cathedrals that pay tribute to various forms of architecture that uh, flourished during the Victorian age. And each church has its own architecture, be it, uh, be it colonial, new colonial, Gothic revival, Roman Italianate, in Indo-Roman, Greco-Roman, and the city is often regarded as the Canterbury of the East by the local Christian community. And though rare uh, in this part of the world, and uh, the city of Allahabad is also called the city of two cathedrals, one Catholic and one Anglican. So the Anglican Cathedral is a Gothic masterpiece and uh, whereas the uh, Catholic Cathedral is the St. Joseph's Cathedral which was built in the year 1879 and is a classic Italian, uh, Italian style of Roman architecture and the Cathedral comes under the Roman Catholic Diocese of Allahabad. I'm talking about uh, the St. Joseph's Cathedral. Mm -hmm. And the, uh, when we talk about the Roman Catholic Diocese of Allahabad, uh, it is the largest diocese in the world since 1886. 
and the history of this uh, St. Joseph's Cathedral has some deep connections with the missionary expeditions to Tibet and Nepal. So it is uh, a very, it is a rare fact about Allahabad. When you talk about churches, the city is also called city of two cathedrals. So lastly, how did the University of Allahabad, the Oxford of the East come to be? So the Allahabad University was founded by Sir William Muir in uh, 1887. Actually, it was established in 1887. And Sir William Muir was the lieutenant governor of the United Provinces. And talking about Allahabad University, Allahabad University is the fourth oldest university of India after University of Bombay, Madras and Calcutta. And these three universities were built in the year, uh, in the same year, 1857, where the foundation of the new Central College of Allahabad University was laid by the then Governor General of India, Lord North Brook, in 1873. Initially, uh, Muir Central College was affiliated to University of Calcutta, mm. but uh, but later on it was merged into Allahabad University, which was once termed as the Oxford of the East due to its rich alumni and vast potential. The building was designed by eminent architect Sir William Emerson in a unique mix of Hindu, Saracenic, Egyptian, Gothic styles. The Muir College is well known for its uh, arcade quadrangle, lanchet windows, uh, vaulted corridors, pointed arches, dome chhatris, marble and mosaic floors, and one of its kind, 200 feet tower, uh, and is, may, uh, is made up of uh, cream color Mirzapur sandstone. These grand uh, public structures were deliberately uh, constructed by the British as uh, grand public edifices to represent the legitimacy of the British Raj and at the same time promoting the invincibility of the Great British Empire. You talk, uh, talking about the uh, uh, architecture of uh, Allahabad University. So Allahabad University has a mix of Indian and Western elements and uh, the incorporation of these elements was by the British rulers was more uh, was more political rather than any aesthetical belief that is to aid themselves as rulers exerting immense political leverage by allow by allowing some uh, regional powers or princely states to stay in power while they the British uh, ensured their homogeneity and intimacy among Indians making their presence more palatable in the culture. Wow, it seems like, you know, the many lanes of Allahabad has so many untold stories and so many, you know, beautiful buildings waiting to be found. And, you know, I think, I, I think the work that you do, uh, I'm sure it enriches every tourist that, uh, you know, comes to Allahabad. And I, I definitely have a whole new perspective about Allahabad, you know, other than it being a place of pilgrim and pilgrimage. And I'm sure others who are listening to the episode would also feel the same thing. Uh, thank you so much, Nilesh, for joining us today. Thanks again. Thanks again. It was a pleasure. With this, we come to the end of our episode. And for all our listeners, tune in to Wild Radio at India Lost, Be Found.